For practice today, um, we just got Debo's shoulder. He won't practice. Everyone else is full. Uh, he's feeling better. Does that make you more optimistic about his availability for Sunday? Makes me feel better. Now, what is his exact injury? Is it a separation, a bruise, dislocation, a fracture? His shoulder hurts. That's all, yeah. Just hurts. Trent Williams um, got that penalty in the third quarter, and I think everybody agrees that there was a fair amount of acting involved in that. But is, is there any concern that that's become a, a tactic for other teams to sort of goad him into you know, doing something like that, um, just given what's happened last year in the championship game, some other games? I'm sure it is. It's our tactic with everybody. So, I mean, everybody does that stuff. So um, there's a very fine line between it. Um, I, I didn't think Trent crossed it, but when the flag comes, you crossed it. So um, you got to find out what that line is, how the game's going, and if you get a penalty, you're wrong. Uh, how do you feel about the offense's, I guess, overall depth beyond just quarterback going in an NFC championship game, but across the board on offense? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I think we've, we've gone through some stuff this year, um, like all teams do, which has allowed guys to play in a lot of spots. But going into this final game, I mean, just having Debo on there is, is pretty good. Uh, no, I think he came in with that right away. Um, I mean, he's the one in rookie camp who got me fined right away for jamming someone too hard and putting it on the internet. Um, so it took me a little bit of time to get over that. But I mean, he, he's always had that mentality. I think um, as all rookies do, you go through some ups and downs early in the year. So I think at times he lost that a little bit, but that was more not because that's not who he is. That's more just trying to figure out this mental part and the scheme part of the game. But um, Demo's always been a bulldog. And um, I think that's why he plays at such a high level. Uh, what are your impressions of the Lions corners? Quarterbacks. Corners? Um, they play with their defense. They make some plays, um, and their whole defense. Like, I mean, you see in numbers, and you see, you know, thirty-first, I think, in the pass game. Um, but then when you watch the tape, you kind of realize how they are. They're, they're aggressive in what they do. They mix everything up, which makes them susceptible to big plays. But um, they're also fourth in causing negatives. Um, I think they're leading the league in the last five games in turnovers. Um, if not, we're top five or something like that. I mean, they're a team that really is very aggressive in what they do, which is going to make you hit or miss. Um, but they cause more negative plays than I think anyone in the NFL. I want to say it was fourth on the whole year, and um, they tie right into that. You called Jerry Goff a couple of days ago a great quarterback. What do you respect about him, and how has he improved since he's been in Detroit? Um, I mean, I think he's shown some of the stuff that he did in L.A. I mean, you go with Jared, I mean, he built for a number of years, especially, you know, I think 17, 18, really 18. I mean, he played at MVP type level. Um, when Jared's, um, when they give him a good scheme, when he's got good people around him, um, Jared's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gash you. I've seen it over and over, whether it's with the Rams, whether it's with Detroit, and um, that's why you challenge it. You better be on your stuff or you can embarrass you fast. How, how, does, your, how does your strategy change at all when you're going against a coach that? You know, huge gambles is going to be super aggressive? Um, not much. It's you look at, I mean, you, you're aware of it, so you understand it, you prepare for it. You know, they might, when it's third down, they might have two tries a lot more than other teams do, but just um, percentage wise, you know, they're willing to go for fake punts and all that stuff. I mean, those guys are trying to steal possessions as much as they can. Um, and 
I'll tell you after the game whether it's a good thing or bad thing for us. I mean, anytime you try to steal possessions, you're also offering an opportunity to lose possessions. So um, those are opportunities for them, but they're also big opportunities for us too. And um, you come up with more than half of them, I feel it's in our favor. What was your assessment of your run defense the other night? And then when you look at the Lions' run game, what, what kind of challenges do they um, I mean, I think it was obviously not good enough. You know, gave up our first 100-yard rusher in a while. Um, way too many explosives. Um, they got outside on us too many times. And But I mean, we're going to have a huge challenge this week. I mean, the Lions, regardless of who they play, they, they, they stick with the run. They do it every game. It's a big part of what they do. And they're very balanced. I think they're very similar to our offense. And that'll be a huge challenge this week. So how did, how did Jair Brown make it through practice last week? And is there even a chance to get back on the field this week? Oh uh, yeah, there's there's a chance. Uh, I thought he ended the week real well, and I expect him to be that much better this week because of it. You obviously thought a lot of uh, Fred Warner's skill set when you drafted him, and you put him right in the lineup. But his his evolution of a leader is that something you noticed about him right away, or is it something that's kind of gone as you had it? Um, I mean, it's a lot easier to be a, a great leader the better player you are. There's not many really good leaders who aren't really good players. It's really hard for that to last. Guys eventually aren't going to listen to you unless you're balling on the field. So um, Fred came in with the capabilities of being a great leader. Um, I'm sure he was in, at his college. I'm not sure. But just the way he carries himself, how hard of a work he is, how consistent he is, just the character of the type of man he is, um, the effort he does. I mean, it's all about that, the way he can speak to guys, hold guys accountable. But um, he became, he got better and better because he played better and better. And when you do that, people want to listen to you, regardless if you talk well. And But Fred does, he speaks well, and um, guys, they know what he does all year. So when you put in that type of work, and it looks that way on the field, um, when Fred says something, you got to listen. He's earned that respect in every facet of his game. Uh, Brock seemed to be out of rhythm in the first three quarters of the game uh, against Green Bay. After you watched the film, was it Green Bay? Was it the wet ball? What What do you think took him out of his rhythm? Um, I mean, I think it wasn't just Brock. I think it was the whole offense. I mean, they did some good things. They stopped us. Um, kind of completed a couple third downs. We had a big um, penalty that made us miss one. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a few balls got away in the rain like they always do. Like I think it did from the, the other quarterback also. But um, I also thought that was a good defense we were going against. Uh, I thought they were a challenge. We knew it would be a challenge going into the week. We would like to have done better, but um, and the way Brock finished on that last drive, I th and not just him, but everybody. I mean, it was a little here and there. I mean, just we were able to overcome some of our mistakes on the last drive than we did earlier in the game, even the drops, things like that. But um, And I want to put it all on just Brock. I mean, Brock did some really good things, and that would have been impossible to win the game without him. What, what challenges do you have looking at the Lions defense schematically and also personnel-wise of just trying to pick them apart and figure out which areas to attack? Um, I mean, that's they're, they're, they're different almost every week. You know, so you kind of got to see that in the game and how they play. Um, they'll switch stuff up. If they get on beat on something, it's going to be something different next time. So uh, there, there's lots of – there's the, the consistency is they're going to attack and be aggressive. Um, but it's not in terms of just coverages, fronts, and all that stuff. It's um, they're running around trying to create, create confusion, trying to create negative plays. That's how they get their turnovers. That's how – they don't mind giving you a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden they create a negative play on second down and you're in third and 15. And um, really I feel that's their goal to the game. You saw that with Tampa. I mean, there was three of their drives. They were moving the ball really well. And whether it was second down or third down, they made a mistake. And just like that, they were off the field and really had to surrender on third and long. So they're opportunistic, and they create it. And when you pair that with a really good offense, it only takes a couple drives um, for that game to, for the whole game to change up real fast. 
Uh, what are your impressions of Juwan blocking a guy into the Gatorade? And what, is he, um, I guess, the most ferocious run run blocking wide receiver you coach? Um, probably. He's um, I mean, what he did on that taking the guy into the Gatorade, it's. It's what he does every play out of practice. I mean, I had to, our defense tried to fight him all last year because they thought he was going above and beyond. And the next day in the meeting, I had to show him what he does every single play and to say it's not personal. This is just how he blocks. Uh, he stops after the whistle. He just drives into people, puts his face and hands into people, and never stops. And when it's over, he usually goes back to the huddle. But usually people are take it personal. But it's not personal. That's just what he does. And a unique thing that he can play that way to the whistle. And I don't recall him getting any penalties for you know unnecessary roughness. No, he's he's caused a lot. But um, that, that's kind of what I mean. Like he's that's what I had to show our defense. That's not that's what he how he always is. It's I, you almost want to warn refs too because it looks like he's going out there and doing it. You know, he's just playing to the whistle and he takes that whistle very literally. I mean, he's playing till the whistle. And um, usually when that whistle comes, he's in the middle of driving into someone. And when that happens, they both end up on the ground. You guys have one of the lower touchback rates in the league. What, what's the strategy of kicking short? And how, how do you think it's worked out for you guys in general? Um, I mean, we don't always have that strategy. I mean, sometimes we do. But it's just not guaranteed that you're going to always kick it back there. I mean, usually we would like to. There have been times that we've asked them not to uh, more earlier in the year. Um, but for the most part, we're usually trying to get touchbacks. Saturday that you thought the coaching staff had an off day, that the team fell off and you made some mistakes. Now, a couple days after, why do you think that was and how do you fix it? Um, that's just because that, that happens every game. And that's just me answering questions, honestly. I mean, there wasn't any, I thought it was very balanced. There wasn't like, man, we played awesome on offense today or awesome on defense or and just this side of the ball. I, I thought everyone was just didn't play the best they could, but that also sounds like an excuse. I thought Green Bay did a hell of a job. I thought there was a couple of things that we missed, but they caused a lot of it. Um, but that's, I also think we did a hell of a job winning the game because of how we played in the fourth quarter. So I think all that stuff tied into it. And I mean, when we do awesome, I still have the same answer. I can't tell you guys how many things when you guys think we did really good that we don't talk about in there what we did really good. We just talked about the eight or the 20 or the 16 or whatever it is, plays that we didn't do our best on. Well, two more on the short, short, the long kickoff return. Was that planned to be taken through the end zone? It was not strategic? No, that was just short, yeah. And also, it could, before your last one, that could have been a long field goal attempt, 58, I think it would have been. Did you think about it? Do you think Moody sort of has that kind of range at times? Uh, I think he does if we got to have it. Yeah, we can attempt it from there. But um, no, I wasn't trying to attempt a 58 at that moment in the game. Last one. Um, yeah, so looking at Amon Ross and Brown, a German receiver, how are you going to, what are your thoughts on that? Is he going to give you a headache or um, how are you going to cover him? Um, the best we can. He does. I mean, he's a really good football player. Um, and they get him the ball in a number of different ways. So there's no way to just cover a guy. You don't just say cover him in man, cover him in zone. It's it's about defending the team and the scheme. And when you do that, uh, usually make it harder for a good player too. And um, if you don't, their scheme gets going, they run the ball well, they throw the ball, whatever it is, and you're just trying to defend both. And then you're going to get a guy like that good looks. And when you get a guy like that good looks, it's similar to when you get guys like that we have good looks. It's not easy to stop them. Uh, there's always a chance. All right, guys.